0: You're listening to the Bill Shapes Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. It is still October, the end of October, but still the best time of year if you are a sports fan in North Dakota, especially if you've got Midco SN. Tune in for live college and high school football, volleyball, and soccer from around the region, plus the return of UND Hockey at the Ralph and on the road, Vegas, and the debut of North Dakota Hockey Central, a new original Friday night show dedicated to the program you love to follow. It's all on Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports. And this is the Build Shapes Podcast. Welcome to episode 12 of the Build Shaves Podcast. A new day has dawned, and it's, it's a different day of the week that we're taping this on. It's a Wednesday, October the 24th. Alex Seinert, Build Shaves, producer David Volsky back together again in Build Shaves' office here in Grand Forks. The reason why we're taping this podcast, Bill, on a Wednesday, been a busy start to the week. You've been out of town. I've been out of town. Summit League meetings down in Sioux Falls. Uh, A great way to sort of, with media day going on for basketball today, a great way to kind of get back into the mindset that, hey, North Dakota's in a different conference now and is ready to really embark on the signature sport in that conference in just a couple days.
1: Yeah, we appreciate what you uh, did with Midco down down in Sioux Falls. It was great. It really was. It was awesome for uh – Uh, all of our coaches to be down there face-to-face. We were able to have a meeting beforehand on Sunday with the coaches, and that's always really good because Mm -hmm. just a little bit different when you get around the table. It it just, you know, uh, you get to talk through some things, and, uh, you know, you hope that you all kind of get on the same page moving forward. And the majority of that conversation uh, was revolving around scheduling. And, you know, when you're with nine teams, not easy it's just not easy. And so, uh, so that was a good, uh, good conversation. I think the, the conference office felt good about both groups. They took a lot of notes as far as what, you know, I guess is important to, to, to everyone, uh, I guess themes, if you will. Mm. And, you know, what ends up happening sometimes when you're in the league office, you've been in the league for a long time and you know, the people, the the faces change around the table and sometimes, um, what's important to them maybe uh, changes. And so it's good for, uh, for them to hear it. And I think that was the at least the thought. And then the next day, Uh, I thought in the morning was great. So, uh, each of the, you know, uh, both men's and women's coaches had a chance on the dais, if you will. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, and then went, uh, with you all and it's great. It's just fantastic. So it was good, productive. And then we, uh, we as administrators, uh, talked about other sports, if you will, and other things that are going on and then, uh, got back, uh, yesterday, uh, Yesterday around 5.30 or so, and uh, then there was that little baseball game that happened last night.
0: (laughs) Which we're going to get to. We're going to get to that shortly. Maybe in a long time, actually, because there's a ton of stuff to talk about today. But uh, let's back up just for a sec. So on Sunday, as you said, kind of your first sort of official meeting. You were a part of this group last year, a little bit in the springtime, to chat with some of these different administrators. But kind of the first time when North Dakota really is fully in this thing. What were some of the conversation points when... Schedules being bandied about, different things are kind of being brought up. What were some of the things that really caught your attention and things you were trying to champion at that meeting?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think what we were trying to figure out what what is most important to everyone. and and I think sometimes you you want to make sure that the principles remain the same. and and, you know for for many of the coaches, and I think for for many of the student athletes and, and, and truly, as an administrator, I, I look at what our coaches and our student athletes are thinking to some degree. I think missed class time is, is incredibly important for them. They they prefer not to miss as many days as possible. Mm-hmm. So is there any way of maybe tightening up the schedule a little bit? Obviously split weekends are sort of out there only because of the nine teams. And so if you didn't have nine teams Potentially, you wouldn't have the split weekends. And so, you know, I, I think the other side of it is, too, you know, everyone has to look through their own lens as far as what travel means to them. Mm-hmm. And we've got, you know, uh, between Oral Roberts, Fort Wayne and Denver, you know, those, those three institutions – for the most part have to hop on a plane to go do some things. And so, so I think all of those things, it was just good to hear. And then of course um, you know, you're always talking about facility uh, facilities and um, whether or not they're available or not. And sometimes, you know, if you take a a Denver uh, for instance, you know, they have to turn over their, you know, Magnus to be able to play basketball in it versus hockey. And so, you know, it, it, for us, it might just be tricky it, it just doesn't mean that we couldn't play yeah. that day. It's just tricky. And so, uh, but it's good to get around the table because you want to make sure that the other coaches are are thinking, you know, we're not trying to play at a certain time to, to say disadvantage people. It just might be that is yeah. what we have to do mm-hmm. based on the infrastructure and the schedule of of, say, our hockey program. And so all that to be said, those are great conversations to have scheduling is always tough as long as i've done this at this stage of the game now here's here's what the challenge is truly what the challenge is from the conference standpoint is let's just say it's a four-year cycle everyone is going to in year one potentially someone's going to be quote unquote disadvantaged it usually is over it's over a cycle that everyone everything balances out Mm the tough part of it is sometimes you don't get through that cycle right <laughs> things get shook up I've, I've yeah. never gotten through a cycle yeah I, I, seriously I've been doing this now for 12 years I've never gotten through a cycle mm. and so you know i'm not saying that that's going to happen again but just because it looks good on paper for a four or five year deal well that's only if everyone stays intact
0: yeah i was going to say you, you say you mean that because teams enter leagues teams leave leagues teams drop programs that that's why Those are the
1: things that this happen.
0: idea of yeah it's all going to even out over the course of time doesn't always come to fruition
1: that's correct so so anyways all that to be said a lot of scheduling talk because that's you know incredibly important and then the next day for us administratively, a lot of NCAA sort of legislation, what's in the pipeline right now, you know, for, for those of you that are maybe don't track on how legislation occurs, but there's a lot of discussion at this point in time, there's a, there's a in a sense, there's a legislative pipeline right now that gets established in say, October one, let's just say, then there's a lot of discussion between October one, and let's just say, December thirty first. In January, when the NCAA convention occurs, Because we've kind of split up into a autonomous five group and and they can kind of do some rules by themselves and then the others can adopt them or not. And then there's also shared governance rules just to make things a little bit more confusing in life. Right. (laughs) And so at the end of it all. you know they can they can do what they're going to do during the convention in January, and then eventually all of these other rules that are in play right now get voted up or down in April, mm-hmm. and that's usually for an August start date for the following year. So, sure. so all of that to be said, you're always discussing rules that could happen by next year. Um, you know, but as as we learned last year, um, you know the four game thing kind of floated out between let's just say the April council meeting and the June council meeting. And so that kind of happened.
0: Yeah. So it can be, it can be late in the game is what you're saying. It, I think we need to be nimble.
1: <laughs> That's what I would say. We need to be ready for anything.
0: There you go. Good. Well, well, that process obviously took a good step in the right direction with these meetings this past weekend. Can I ask, when do you meet up again? Is this just kind of an annual – in the springtime, I'm assuming, it's yes. kind of the next Yes, so thing.
1: fall and spring. Yeah. And then, you know, um, we because I haven't really been through the uh, – uh, around the track uh one time with with this group sometimes if you're heading to say an NCA convention or something mm. you, you'll have league uh league members get together um uh, don't know whether or not that's going to occur yet i'm sure we'll find out here um you know many of us have over the course of time it, it used to be that the NCA convention really was for division two II and three schools to really it was like it's like you know, like they get their clickers and they do their thing at the, in that route. It's really not that way legislatively for division one, but ever since the new legislative governance process that kicked off in 2015, it many more division one schools have gone to the convention just because you're trying to track on okay, what rule is what, and who's doing what, and who's opted in, and how does this work? And you know, I, you would think it would be a little bit easier than it is. It's just really not. Yeah. Well, so, and then we talked about eligibility. You know, um, uh, kind of eligibility rules for, for lack of a better term, and in, in in kind of maybe what's could happen. You know, down the road. And you know, I, I don't know. I'm kind of a proponent. I'll be honest with you. I'm a proponent for five for five. And no waivers. Okay, that's a, I, I'm just you know what? Yeah, let's get rid of everything else. And and you know to me that might be the next iteration of where we go at, at some stage. And I just think we need to be open to that those types of thoughts because then, I think a lot of the rule book that's over there in, in my shelf um it's not dusty i do look at it quite a bit
0: um we'll confirm that in a moment
1: yeah that's right that's exactly right um white
0: glove test the um
1: i think a lot of rules would go away
0: yeah it would it would simplify things i do in a lot of sense and and,
1: and i think you know i think we just might be there at this point in time because i you know a lot of our students come into school with a lot of credits uh, already sure. from high school. Just, there's just a, it, it feels to me uh, we need to probably hit a reset in, in that regard. Okay,
0: so there you go. Interesting. Um, well, we'll be looking forward to seeing how if that's a, a trend that kind of starts to maybe gain a little bit of momentum over the course of the next year or two or, or three or whatever. But I
1: think those conversations at least need to be out there. Sure. Yep. So I don't I don't anticipate it being in the pipeline, say this year. But I do think because of there's so many nuances right now of of everyone else doing some various things, I think that four game situation for football is going to come down the pike for other sports Mm -hmm. as well. And I just feel like let's maybe think differently then and think, let's simplify this even more.
0: So Summit league meetings now in the books. That's why we're taping this again on a Wednesday instead of a Monday. But we got to kind of look back over what happened over the weekend yep. as well, because there were a ton of big, big events really in the world of UND athletics. Yep. Um, in no particular order, I, you know, let's start with football because that was such a fun game out in Sacramento State. Uh, yep. It was a Saturday night game yep. out against the Hornets. Uh, Eight o'clock central time start, late night action, and kind of a kind of a rough first half. The team played well but had some mistakes and kind of let the home team stick in there. And then it was just an explosion after the halftime whistle and a 41-15 15 demonstrative victory over sex state you know
1: we just ran the ball so well and and ultimately it's a uh, you know when you can do that in that sport boy you you have a real good shot you you can manage the clock right i mean there's just a lot of stuff going on so um yeah i you know you're right i mean you know even kind of the the we were leaving the ralph and um had just scored but then had that funky thing happen at the uh right the two point
0: yes two point
1: Mm -hmm. deal and so even that kind of felt like you know we're kind of keeping them around and that's a dangerous thing and so uh and like I said that 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 team was seven and four last year and so they you know they're kind of you know thinking that they're gonna you know try to get to that next step as well and so to go down uh you know and to go on their home field and on a Saturday night and get it done was impressive. Yeah,
0: 480 rushing yards for North Dakota in that game, just a handful shy of the school record. Two guys over 100 again this week in Brady Oliveira and James Johansson. James going for 200 plus, 90 of which coming on one run. If
1: it, if you if you say the word Dave Osborne and you broke his record and it's 1963, yeah.
0: I would say it's pretty impressive. <laughs> well done, well done, James. Uh, so big win for football. He improves now to five. And Sue, we'll talk about their matchup coming up against Weber State here in a little bit on the pod. Uh, as you mentioned, at the same time as football was playing, hockey was in action at home. A big series against number seven Minnesota State. Offensive explosion on Friday. A seven four win for the Mavs. UND fights right back and wins four three on Saturday. It really, a, a really important win on Saturday night for this team to get get one in the books. Yeah, going into this big Association. you know series.
1: what it felt like and I don't know if if, if you two uh, played baseball at all but it, you know it, it felt like starting the season sometimes you want you're looking for your first hit sure yeah. and, and sometimes you look for your first hit and then you get your first hit then it goes right and so uh, um, I thought that was important for the team and uh, yeah we bounced back a little bit I it was a fun game Friday night yeah I mean it was entertaining highly yeah. entertaining um, but uh, you know we're just we're, we're growing. We're growing. You're trying to piece together 60 minutes right now. So at the end of the day, uh, it was good to get the W. And now we've got uh, we've got the Gophers this week who's, who, who've been playing pretty darn well. Yeah, not too bad. Not know? too bad.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that one in a little bit. Volleyball was on the road and had some interesting travels this past week. On, on the road in Tulsa against Oral Roberts. Uh, and lost lost a, a four setter down there against the Golden Eagles, and had a game against Denver on Sunday, but couldn't make it from Tulsa to Denver. Talk about that situation, Bill. Yeah,
1: I you know as probably weird of a situation as as both Coach Pryor and I have been involved with. He well, let's let's go back when they were going to Tulsa. So on Thursday, they spent twenty hours in Chicago. Mm. So so they couldn't get really to Tulsa. That was weather-related. And then they finally got to Tulsa, played, tried to get out to go. And so on Saturday, I was late to get to the Ralph because we were working through the situation that they were in at that point. Mechanical problem with the plane, canceled flight. And then, you know, many folks ask, why do you charter in some way, shape, or form? These are the reasons why when you have a big group with you. It, it, imagine just being a single solo flyer and having your plane canceled yeah. we've all been through that to some degree and we know how difficult that is and so imagine if you're with basically 20 folks trying to get from point a to point b just couldn't get there couldn't get there in fact had to actually drive back from tulsa that that's how they got mm-hmm. back to grand forks and so um very you know obviously disappointing uh, it, it, you, i've i've not been through something like this since really 9 11 and mark mm-hmm. hasn't been through it since hurricane katrina so so those are some fairly big events yeah. in this country's <laughs> history. And so so stay tuned. We're going to have to figure out what's going to transpire here. I guess there's a couple different options that could be in play, but
0: uh, we'll see what transpires. Yeah, as of right now, so that match against league-leading Denver postpones kind of indefinitely, so waiting to see what the end result is going to be there. UND now dead even on the season 500 overall 13 and 13 5 and 5 the conference they're tied for fifth right now in the league so still in that top six to make it ironically back to denver for the summit league tournament uh so stay tuned on that some big games for them coming up this week which we'll talk about speaking of league standings and teams moving in the right direction soccer had a huge 7-1 win over purdue fort wayne on sunday i mean seven to one in conference bill my goodness! Yeah,
1: that's um, that's a lot of goals, and, uh, and and Katie had a lot of them.
0: Katie Mahler had
1: four. Yep. Four, and uh, and I think she had an assist as well, so she had nine points, and uh, you know she set a, a whole bunch of records, and uh, you know in the Division One era, she's uh, she's climbed up the charts uh, big time. So congratulations to her and, and the team, really. I mean, I, you know that's a that's an impressive amount of goals. No matter what, when you're in conference play. I mean to be able to do that is uh impressive now having said that we got our work cut out for us moving forward this is i you're 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 kind of the table guy if you will and uh (laughs) and but this is a um We've got our work cut out for us no
0: yeah it was a game this was this was the game they really needed to win and and if they could win it comfortably it would help and obviously getting now six goals to the good because goal differential becomes the tiebreaker in this thing if head-to-head doesn't do it goal differential is the next thing so the fact now that they're i believe a plus 10 in yep. conference goal differential that's huge because the teams they're all around fighting for those top four spots don't have a goal differential anywhere near that so now they're currently tied with omaha on 10 points but Omaha's played one more game. UND still has two games left, albeit difficult games, against South Dakota State at home, and then USD, the team that they're really battling with on the road, so it's, it's not an easy stretch by any means, but they certainly gave, Chris Logan and company gave themselves a tremendous opportunity to make their first conference tournament with this result this past week against the Dons. Huge win for them going into this week against South Dakota State. It, South Dakota.
1: It'll be huge, and it, you know what? It'll be interesting, and who knows how it'll all play itself out. I mean, I. Um, but, you know, we did... Play USD in an exhibition. We did. and it really could come down to that match. Right, you know, last one you know, of the isn't season. It? Yeah. it could be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, all that to be said. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, uh, hey, this week uh, I know uh, the rabbits had a really good season thus far, but. You know, I, I, soccer can, you know, anything can happen and, and yeah. truly you score the first first goal and, and, and you know, percentages go up uh, tremendously to, to, to get a result, as as we like to say.
0: Yeah, as, as we look ahead to the week again, soccer, as you mentioned, uh, last home game of the season, senior night, uh, senior afternoon on yep. Friday at 1 o'clock against South Dakota State, who's number two right now in the Summit League and is going to be the host for the Summit League tournament. And then Sunday at 1 o'clock, a big, again, the probably the game of the season against the team that they are neck and neck with for that final spot in the Summit League tournament. Volleyball at home against Omaha on Friday and then at South Dakota State on Tuesday and then another home game against Western Illinois on Thursday and we'll obviously be potting before that but a couple really big games for them. They're still in good shape to make the top six but a couple games that they need to Perform well and no gain some of that confidence after just yeah, as you said, a travel nightmare this past week. That's kind of just it's just take awful.
1: Its toll. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, you just uh, <laughs> you don't sign up for that. That's what I will tell you. And uh, so it was it was incredibly difficult. So uh, you know, knock on wood. Hopefully, we will we we've gotten that out of
0: our system. Yeah, Mark Pryor's crew again still in good shape, but get get out and support them again. Coming up on Friday night against Omaha. Speaking of Omaha, by the way, that's where our cross-country team is going to be on Saturday. Summit League Conference Championships down at what is called Miracle Hill, which just does not sound like a fun place to go no, run. No, But that's the name of the course down in Omaha on Saturday that Dick Clay and the crew will be going to. Great opportunity for Summit League Championship for any team to go down there and make an impression on your first go.
1: No question. I, I uh, you know, I obviously coach Clay. You know, has spoken uh, to us a number of times. You know, this is exciting for him to kind of go back and and, and uh, compete against a, a lot of the coaches that he competed against prior uh, in a in a prior chapter, if you yeah, will. And yeah. so, uh, so yeah. So, so best of luck to both those teams as they as they go down there.
0: So that's Saturday in the early morning, football against Weber State coming up here at the Alaris at two o'clock, and again a huge game. UND now ranked 22nd in the country according to the stats poll. Weber State number four in that poll. But both teams 5-2, and two, and, you know, I think that even though there's a gap of whatever whatever that is, 18 spots in the polls, you know, this is a game that North Dakota looks at and I think has a ton of confidence that they can come in and get another big signature win this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's basically a playoff game, right? Yeah. I mean, they're every, every, every week is... Uh you know, is the ability to uh, to play on or not. And, you know, I, I would suggest, you know, historically, if you look back, I mean, I think we're at a point where – you know eight and three is kind of that demarcation line you're Mm -hmm. at a point where you know i think you're feeling okay if you're eight and three seven and four you're 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 on ice at that point in time you just never know what's going to happen uh and so all that to be said uh weber has i give jay hill a whole lot of uh, credit he's done a heck of a job there he's been in five years uh he's really built that program uh my counterpart there, Jerry Bovey, has done a nice job, and they're they're, they're just doing uh, a whale of a job. And they had a great year last year, Alex. I, you know, right. they they really should have beaten James Madison in the quarterfinals. I mean, they they found a way to to not win that game, and and of course, James Madison made it all the way to Frisco. So uh, so that's that's the kind of program that's coming in this week. So we need that Alaris uh, uh, rocking and rolling. That's for sure.
0: A cool thing that they're doing this week, by the way, because UND only allowed 15 points last week to a good Sac State offense, tickets in certain areas of of the Alaris are only $15. Kind of a special thing this week for people to get in and try and make sure that place is packed to capacity.
1: Hey, if we hold Weber to a field goal this week, we'll see what happens in in a couple of weeks from now. Three dollar tickets (laughs) for Portland State
0: directly from the mouth of the director of athletics. Uh, We'll
1: have to see how that all goes. I'm sure people are really excited about that. But, uh, you know, I I think so. And, you know, uh, and I'll just I'll say this and. You know, it's just uh, always challenging. You know, when you have multiple sports going on at mm-hmm. once. Obviously, we've got a big game in Vegas this week, so so we've got kind of split crews going on at this stage of the game. So I, I guarantee you this: it, whether you're in Vegas, you're going to be always you're going to be watching the Alaris, and if you're at the Alaris, you're going to be watching Vegas. And so we appreciate everybody's support, no matter where you're going to be.
0: One of the great things about this is that it is a two o'clock start for football Central Time, and then a nine o'clock start Central Time for hockey. And yep. so you've got that gap where football is going to be long over yep. unless it's like a 7 overtime game before the hockey game will get going so you can still be at both you can still take both and again both are going to be on Midco Sports Network yep. which is great the football game is going to be on Midco SN2 at 2 o'clock and then Vegas, uh, Minnesota, North Dakota at 9 o'clock on Midco SN1 so excited that we can be a part. we had volleyball by the way also on Midco SN Friday night so excited that we can have those games on so people don't have to pick and choose you can still get the best of both worlds in person or on television so uh, the Weber State game is huge. As you said, a huge, huge matchup. Uh, a Weber State team that, much like North Dakota this year, their losses one to a Pac-12 school that's ranked in Utah. The other, kind of a surprise to a Northern Arizona team that just kind of, despite the fact they've lost their quarterback at different times, sort of peaked at the right time and kind of surprised everybody to get that win. North Dakota similar with Washington and Idaho State. Those two losses in the books, but it's a Weber State team that wants to stop the run. They have one of the best rush defenses in the country, one of the best special teams units. They're just kind of an old school throwback to just trying to get the job yeah. done without being flashy. And that's the kind of team that North Dakota, very similarly, they want to get the job done in that sense as well.
1: It'll be fascinating. I I, I think the uh, you're right. The the um, kind of the strengths of the teams are going to be
0: matching up with each other, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, it makes for a good matchup. So that's at two o'clock, and then as we alluded to again. Nine o'clock that night, out in Las Vegas, the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game between the two big rivals in this country when it comes to college hockey—North Dakota, Minnesota. Bill, you got to be excited for
1: this it, one. It's going to be tremendous. Uh, you know, I, I give uh, the Gophers—you uh, know—credit. They, they've gotten off to a good start, and you know they. They 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 played a uh, the U.S. under 18 team and, and and beat them pretty good and they've been beating a lot of teams uh, over the course of uh, you know this year so uh, we know we have our hands full but you know our guys will be ready and I think uh, you know again I think Saturday night was big for us it gave us some confidence and. Uh, you know, we'll be excited for the sixty minutes.
0: Yeah, it's unique. You mentioned Minnesota, and they're they're obviously playing well. They've scored seven goals in each of their last three games, but two of those were exhibition games. You know, they started the season against Duluth with the home and home yep. defending national champs, and and drew one one, then 7-4 one, th- uh, seven, seven, the next night. And then they've not really played anyone since uh, the U18s. Obviously, very very good, yes. but they had a, a one-off game against them, yep. and then a one-off against Trinity Western last yep. week. So it's been a good three weeks since they've really played a meaningful game. It's a unique situation to enter at the end of October playing in a team that really only has two games that count under their belt. So yeah, far. it is isn't. Um, unless you're in the Ivy League, that's the only exception to have it. None, none of those games have had counted yet no, that's for the true. Ivy League schools who start this weekend. But
1: that's true. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it, it will be. I I, I just think. Uh, you know well let, let me say a couple of things. Uh, you know Jody Hodgson and, and, and his staff and, and our staff has done just a tremendous job with this whole game and I, kudos to them yeah. uh, it really I, uh, putting, putting this on and he's no stone has gone unturned and you know it, it's a little bit challenging because the Orleans has not really had ice <laughs> in a little bit and so they, uh, they had a team in yeah. there at one point. So I know that that's uh, that's been uh, you know he's made a couple different visits out there to 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 make sure everything is uh, is dialed in and so uh, we're excited about it and like I said I I have a sneaky suspicion that the, the game will live up to 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 quote unquote all the hype.
0: Uh, just to further that point, so Jody the other morning was telling us uh, he got a phone call from the Orleans people maybe two weeks ago <laughs> and you you probably heard this story. It's like whatever early in the morning and it's one of the guys on the ice crew and he's asking him hey. We're painting the lines. Remind us, what color is the crease? Is it light blue or dark blue? And Jody's like, ah, it's light blue. And he can hear in the background the guy go, light blue. Like, there's somebody on the ice to paint it that way. God bless them. They're they're making they're doing their research in the moment to make sure this thing looks great. But
1: and it's you know I, I, it'll it'll go <laughs> great. It'll go great. I, I um, but you know what's, you know what'll be interesting too is just the fact that it's one game.
0: Yes, not a series, just a one-off.
1: And and you know, I just I think that kind of plays into it a little bit too. So you're you're gonna you know going all in, so to speak, yeah. on that that
0: 160 minutes. Yeah, U and D Minnesota split last season at the Ralph, mm-hmm. and and it's and before that they played a played a series in Minnesota, but before that it had been seven years since the two had played. It had been a long time since there had kind of been this type of rivalry now it's sort of built up once again with this current group of players i'm mean, obviously there are a ton of guys from minnesota on this north dakota team one of the players from minnesota his father played for und there's all these great memories between the two fan bases and for them to get together in a venue like this i mean this is something that as a as a university as a program that is just really really special i know it's the neat. the team looks at it as this is this is a game this, yep. is, this is the game we want to go in But when you look, when you zoom out a little bit and look at the big picture of this, and these are special memories for fans, for alumni, and obviously for the guys as well that they're going to have for the rest of their lives. No
1: doubt, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I think there's just a... uh... Um, An excitement about, you know, kind of going to a destination type place yeah. and being able to kind of bring college hockey to it. And, and, and who would have known when this occurred even three, four years ago that the Golden Knights would have done what they did. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, now you kind of have that whole hockey thing happening there. So it
0: should be a fun, fun night. Yeah. It's a hockey town all of it a is. sudden. It is. It yeah. is. It really is. Yeah, well, we're excited to be out there to experience it yep, for sure. So, great. and again, Midco MidcoSN broadcasting that game live from the Orleans at nine o'clock. Our crew will be out there, and we just could not be more excited to be it's a part awesome. of this. Yeah, so looking forward to that as well. So, big week uh, for North Dakota athletics coming up. Anything else North Dakota related that you want to touch on? You know,
1: yeah, one last thing, and I think yes. we might have mentioned it a couple pods ago, but the app is in oh, yes. play.
0: Hey, hey, and so
1: uh, that we are excited about that so you can download that the best way i can i'm your perfect person to describe it because i i'm like the person that that doesn't know a whole lot about this go i I went to the app store Mm -hmm. and you look for it's green I believe it's it, because the other one it, it's differential between the last one because you could actually pull down last year's. You don't want to pull down last year's, but, uh, yes. So the app is in play. We're excited about that. Awesome. Appreciate our, uh, our communication staff. And they, they were, you know, I, Hey, things happen. And, and so we finally got it to where it needed to be. So we're, we're all excited about that.
0: So, so I just pulled this up. So yeah, yeah like you said, UND fighting Hawks, the green tab is what you want. The old version, UND North Dakota Game Day, the silver tab, not the one you want. So you want the first one. David Volsky. The game Day app still active. Game Day app's still active. Yeah,
1: there's, there's another version
0: out there that, does, that doesn't do anything. Okay, oh good. Okay, so game, let me just refresh that. The Game Day app, the silver app, still active. The green app is the app that's going to take you to the UND Athletics website, give you everything you need. Good to know. That's the one that's launching, probably fresh.
1: including this podcast.
0: Probably, prob, hey, think so? Possibly. I don't know. We'll, we'll fact check that. It's new. We'll see. We'll I'm, see. I'm downloading it right now. We're going to see what. Uh, we're going to find out. So that's great. Well, good stuff there. Great that the app is up. That's a great thing. I think for fans to be able to have that information right on their fingertips. B side. You
1: got Let's a moment go. or two for the B side. Let's go.
0: We can be brief here. Let's go. <laughs> World Series, <laughs> <Yes>. Bill! <laughs> World Series. Sox get a big five. Uh, they okay, they win the ALCS in five and we haven't potted since this nope. has gone down a, they went four straight in that series against the Astros they went three in a row out in Houston I mean Jackie Bradley Jr is a national hero like this it, all so much has happened in the last like eight days since we talked I last. know
1: so so you know I I I want to get your impressions on this one I, I get it that that kind of home run that was taken away, if you will. The, the thing that was kind of interesting to me is it still was only like the third inning. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it was yeah. really early. And so I get it that a series can turn like on a dime on that to some degree, but it almost felt like um, Houston, they, they were they were sort of loosey-goosey going in, and then it reached a point where they, they kind of said, oh, no, we actually could lose this series. Yeah. It, fe- yeah. it had that feeling to it. And once the Red Sox kind of got going, they got going.
0: It was really impressive to see the offense turn up because Ooh. against against the Yankees there were some moments there where you know the bats had gone a little bit quiet mm-hmm. and obviously not in the 16 to 1 win I think in no. game game 3 in that series but over the course of those four games there were some concerns maybe that Definitely. Mookie wasn't hitting and, and Martinez had but that all that was really they came to life against a very good probably the best staff in the league that Houston has put together and
1: y- yeah they started uh, their their at bats got really really good and 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 just uh really started putting pressure on him and uh what what is amazing to me is jackie bradley had three hits during the whole al (laughs) alcs he had three hits that's it (laughs) but they were important you you think i mean nine rbis (laughs) i mean but but i mean it just it goes to show you know here's what i'll say it goes to show that you know he batted 200 during the series during that series became the mvp And he was no doubt the MVP, but it's just funny how it goes. It's just like every at bat, you know, matters. You never know what's going to happen. You know, the guy that's in the dugout on the other side, you know, with the Dodgers right now, he didn't have an at bat in that Yankee series when he stole the base, Mm -hmm. and so that you could arguably, say that was the biggest play of the whole series.
0: We're talking Dave Roberts, by the way, from two thousand four. That's right. That's correct.
1: And so, so all that to be said. yeah, no. I mean, and now it, it it kind of feels like their offense is is going. It, mm-hmm. it feels like they're scoring four to six every game, and boy, now you have a shot.
0: Yeah, bullpen's pitched much better. I mean, we've much better. We've we we that has been a theme over the course of the last couple podcasts of like being so nervous about this bullpen, but they've really held their own. Really, it's kind of become almost this random strength that we didn't know we had. These guys are showing up at the right time. Yeah, they're
1: all getting an inning. It is funny. Even like Joe Kelly last night, what had like twelve pitches and he was great, really dominant. And I, I was texting with one of my said We giving him another inning, and and, and like that's not what that's not what they're doing 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 right now. No, I mean he's he's giving them fresh, clean innings and letting them go. And so, uh, and then we like that uh, put a starter in somewhere late in the game too. That's kind of worked as well.
0: It's random. It's a really random strategy, but yeah, Alex is so far at least, I mean, has played all the right cards at the right times, and it's including Eduardo Nunez last night, who comes in and hits a pinch hit three run home run to seal the game, and and, and they win game one, eight, four, and it's, I don't know, I mean, you just, you have to, obviously, we're recording this on a Wednesday, game two is tonight, so you'll hear this when you already kind of know the results of game two, but I just your thoughts about how you feel like this is going to go, Bill, over the next yeah, I mean, I, you know, next week or so. I'll see.
1: It'd be interesting to see how Price pitches tonight after he comes back from just a tremendous performance a last week. A gem. a gem, a gem, a gem. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, <laughs> needed gem. Yeah, it was kind of like his JD Drew moment. Yeah, it that's was. Right. It was. His, right. You know, now I. I mean, I hope he, I you know, hopefully he follows it up tonight. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I I think they're. They're pretty good. I mean, they, they are just – they're they are kind of rolling. But you just never know. Now, I was interested to see uh, – and they, they mentioned it on the uh, broadcast last night. Did you see the USA Today when we got into Sioux Falls, the Eric Gagne whole – Piece where he kind of saw where Kimbrel was tipping his pitches.
0: Oh, I did not see. I yeah. guess I did not see that. Yeah, he mm. put he was putting his glove mm.
1: near his beard, and when he did, <laughs> did, when he kind of flipped it another way, they knew when his he knew when the fastball was coming uh, or not coming. Mm. And now he was down by the belt. Sure. And last Adjusting. night he was pretty good. <laughs> Funny how that goes. And when
0: you know what's coming, it's easier to hit. Uh, well, good. Well, I'm. Thank you, Eric Gagne. I That's know you, Canadian man, you beautiful closer. And he's
1: yeah. good, obviously better friends with Alex Cora because (laughs) giving him that information having been a Dodger
0: exactly the great yeah Dodger closer at one point well there you go isn't that funny there you go we'll take it so good 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 on Gagne tip of the
1: hat tip of the hat to Eric Gagne well good stick tap
0: (laughs) love it brilliant brilliant good Um, perfect well we could we could talk about about Spurs we could talk about a bunch of other things but we're going to end on a high note I think and just finish with finish with the socks for right now let's go so Bill best of luck to this whole room right now in the next couple days because it is a crazy day. I just pulled up the app and saw it. 15 games in seven days or something like that is what's on the calendar right now for University of North Dakota Athletics. It's going to be a wild week.
1: Well, I'll, I'll end with this. We didn't even mention women's basketball is kicking on Sunday, That's too. That's true. You know, That's I mean, right. so so just, yeah. just for kicks and giggles, we've got an exhibition game on Sunday and then uh, I think uh, October 30th as well. So yeah, play I think, again. Yep, right? right back on is, it, it's kind yep. of on Tuesday. So so Sunday, Tuesday with uh, women's basketball as well. Yep. So come on out to the Betty.
0: Excited. We'll be talking some hoops next week. Next week's going to be a fun podcast to sort of recap yep. all this crazy stuff and then start to look ahead to the next sports season, which is already kind of starting to begin. We got media Day for that as well today. So, well, for Bill Chaves, for David Folsky, I'm Alex Heiner. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy all of the UND athletic events coming up this week, and we'll talk to you on this podcast in seven days time.